Atop of the 12th floor of the REMAX World Headquarters, you're listening to Start With a Win with CEO Adam Contos. And top of the 12th floor, Adam Contos here at REMAX World Headquarters overlooking a beautiful, a little bit of uh, foggy downtown Denver today. Uh, here with a very special guest, an amazing four-time Olympian going for number five here pretty soon. We've got the uh, multiple book author. Uh, I mean, this guy just does not stop with the success things. It's amazing. And we're super glad to have him here today. Ruben Gonzalez, glad to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me, Adam. It's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I've, I've read so many of your books and, and, uh, and even your latest one, How to Get to Where You Want to Be. It's uh, 50 Simple Ways to Reach Your Goals Faster Than You Ever Thought Possible. I'll tell you, I love these principles, the story behind them. It's just, it's a lot of um, no BS checklists for creating success in your life. Yeah, I've got a really good BS meter, so <laughs> I check myself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So so let's, let's, go, let's go back to the beginning here because you were a bench warmer on your uh, college soccer team, right? Yep. Uh, I lived in Houston at the time. I was a oil brat. My dad was a chemical engineer with Exxon. And uh, I've got a lot of heart, but no body to go with it. And so when I was on the bench all my life, I'm a slowpoke. Always had the Olympic dream. And when I was uh, 21, I'm watching the Sarajevo games on TV. I see Scott Hamilton, then uh, 18-year-old kid. Uh, he wins the gold medal, and he gave me hope. I thought, man, if that little guy can do it. If he can win, I can at least play. I just have to find a sport. I won't be in the next Olympics. It's a done deal. So you're, you're, you're 21, and you're like, hey, I want to I wanna go to the Olympics. I mean, what do you do from there? I mean, because usually people grow up participating in a sport. Exactly. That, so how did you overcome that particular question in your life? Well, uh, you know, when I was 10, I caught the Olympic dream. I'm watching it on TV, and I thought, that's what I want to do. I, and I had a lot of desire, but no belief, so nothing happened. Right? you got to believe something's possible to really go for it. When I saw Scott Hamilton, now I got the belief to go with the desire. And so um, I went to the library. I thought, i got four years, and, uh, and the clock's ticking, and there's all these East Germans are already good at my sport. I don't even know what my sport is. So I got a big book about the Olympics, and I looked at the list of the summer sports. It took me five minutes to realize, man, you got to be a super athlete to do any of this stuff. There's no way. And I got down. And then I'm looking at the list of the winter sports, and the analytical side of my brain kicked in. And uh, I was always very perseverant. My nickname in high school was Bulldog. And so I thought, I need to find a sport with a lot of broken bones, maybe a lot of quitters, and I just won't quit, right? I'll make my perseverance help me out. So now I'm looking for tough sports, ski jump, bobsled, luge. I live in hot and humid Houston, Texas, right? Perfect combination there. Oh, yeah, right. So uh, ski jumps out. Uh, I mean, that would have been suicide. Bobsled, where are you going to find three other nuts that want to do that? And so that left the luge. Uh, I'd never seen it on TV. I just had a little picture of a guy on a luge, and I thought, you know, that that's, looks like a tough one. That's the one for me. So a luge is like this little thing you lay down on that does 100 miles an hour down the hill? Is yeah, that... kind of like laying on a cafeteria tray. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're flying, yeah, 80, 90, uh, 95 in some of the tracks. Wow. Uh, pulling six Gs on some of the curves. I mean, it's it's a tough sport. And, and it's... you're not inside of anything. It's just like <laughs> you hovering a couple inches off the ice doing... That's it. Wearing my toys, toes and uh, wearing a spandex suit. That's and the helmet is just for decoration, right? It's just to make the lawyers happy. But um, it's very, very um, counterintuitive. It's very hard to learn. Kind of like when you're learning how to uh, snowboard, right? It, it, 
you know, you're in trouble for seven days. Well, in the luge, it's about seven years uh, before you figure it out. And um, but it didn't take you seven years to figure it out. Well, you know, they had to they had to cram ten years out of uh, of training into just two years, because the next two years I had to compete in the World Cup circuit to. Uh, get these World Cup points so you can have a World Cup standing. Back then, the top 50 got to go. 51 watched it on TV. Beijing, it's, they keep making it smaller. Uh, and Beijing is going to be a top 35. And so... Um, wow. And yeah. Beijing is in 2022? 2022. That would yeah. be your fifth Olympics? That'll or? be the fifth. Uh, if I make that one, I'll be the oldest ever at wow. 59. Okay. So let's say when you make that. Man, yeah, it's a that's a good thing. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you know what? Like you said before, though, I'm realistic. Uh, I'm going to yeah. do everything I can. I, I can control what I can do. I can't control what the other guys are doing. You just showed up at somebody's doorstep saying, hey, I want to learn how to ride the luge. Or, I mean, what do you, what do you call it? <laughs> the luge. Uh, we call it a sled. We don't, luge is a French word that means sled. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's funny because they don't even do the luge in, in France. But, and what do you, uh, as somebody who drives the luge? Uh, we're, <laughs> well, we're losers, un- unfortunately. We're bo- I'm a born <laughs> loser. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I saw the luge and figured out that's the one I wanted to do, I, I didn't even know where the track was. So I wrote Sports Illustrated a letter I asked them, where are you going to learn how to luge? And they actually wrote back, and they said, Lake Placid, New York. And so I called New York, and I said, I'm an athlete here in Houston. I want to learn how to luge. I'm in the Olympics in four years. Will you help me? Right? You have to humble yourself, right, and ask right. for help. Well, this guy, he asked him, well, how old are you? And I said, 21. And he starts laughing, right? He says, man, you're too old. You should have 10 years' experience. We start him off when you know, you're 8, 9, 10 years old. No way. And I knew that hanging up the phone is not an option. i got to keep this guy on the phone somehow. So I can think of something. And I'm just telling my life story. And I happened to tell him that I was born in Argentina. And he gets all excited all of a sudden. He says, if you'll go for Argentina, we'll train you. We'll help you. We'll do everything we can. And I said, why? A minute ago, you weren't going to help me at all. He said, the sport of luge is on the verge of getting kicked out of the Olympics because we're not global enough. It's Europe, U.S., Canada, and that's it. Uh, So we're recruiting. But you're still going to have to qualify. And so we're going to. You know, so you're going to get hurt a lot because we're going to, you know, we need to rush you because you have to be able to compete. And if you make it, then, hey, wow, let me check. Wow, you'd be a whole new continent. We don't even have anybody in South America. So, so the U.S. helped me out. It was a win-win. But if I had hung up, that had been it. So how many times, you know, as a realtor or as a salesperson or right. as a, any, any, you know, you take the first no and you quit and mm, that's a good point. Lost an opportunity. Yeah, it's. I mean, you you've obviously gotten over a lot of hurdles. You talk about, um, you know, you're going to crash a lot or whatever. I mean, when you crash, going down the side of a mountain or down the luge course, uh, what do they just like pick you up and dust you off and <laughs> put a couple ca- casts on you? I'm sure there's broken bones involved. You learn how to fall. It's kind of like like martial arts, right? Those right. guys learn how to fall. But uh, no, but it's still sometimes if it happens to the first two years are the worst because you have no no spatial orientation. You don't know where you are. You make a mistake on curve seven and you don't even know you made a mistake. So you're late on eight and you crash on nine and you crash because you didn't fix it in seven. Right. And so it takes a, a while. I mean, the first two years I was crashing four out of five times and then slowly I started figuring it out. And by the end of the second year, I'm crashing one out of a hundred and doesn't mean I'm great. It just means I'm getting down. I mean, I tell people realistically, I'm, I'm like a 16 year old kid that just got their driver's permit. And now imagine that kid, they put him in a room, 
right outside the Indianapolis 500 Speedway, and you gotta, you're going to be racing against Mario Andretti and Al Unser and all these greats. And I felt like I didn't belong. I couldn't even look him in the eyes, right? I'm thinking, what the heck am I doing here? I'm, you know. So the first two years was a physical challenge. The second two years was a psychological challenge. And I just forced myself to keep coming back, get those points. And with uh, just a few weeks before the Olympics, I cracked into the top 50, and I got to go. I got to play with the big boys. That's, That's awesome. So Amazing. So you, you get the, to the Olympics. And, I mean, there's a lot that goes into being an Olympic athlete. I mean, just... Take us through a few of these principles, some of the key points that, that our listeners who are in business, in life, things like that. Because I know, you know, there's there's a lot of clarity in your mind. There's, um, you know, different things you run yourself through in your your daily systems and, and techniques and things like that. Give us some of the key points that you think are incredibly important. Sure. One thing is when, when this guy said it's going to be tough, right? And he tried to talk me out of it. He said, look, before you come to Lake Placid, you know, you know, two things, you know, if you want to do it at your age <laughs> in just four years, it's brutal. Nine out of 10 people quit. When he said that to me, I started smiling. I thought this works right into my plan. This is awesome. Well, what's the second thing? He says, expect to break some bones. And I said, great. And so before I went, I put on mental armor because I knew I'm, you know, this is going to be a battle. This is going to be tough, right? And so my attitude going in was a broken bones, a temporary inconvenience because bones heal 40 days later, stronger than before. And so you have to prepare yourself for the fight, right? It's like when I started my business, right? I used to sell copiers in Houston. When I started speaking professionally, okay, the day I started my business, that's almost like the, uh, that's your your declaration of independence, but you still have to fight the war. <laughs> and so uh, you have to be, you said clarity, you know, you have to have, know which, where you want to go. Uh, I write down my goals every morning. Uh, my goal, right? One goal, focus on one thing. I try to work in 90-minute chunks, right, with no interruptions. We homeschool our kids. They're at home, a lot of interruptions, but I trained them. I told them, hey, you give me, you give me four chunks of 90 minutes in a day. In between, we can play games, we can go outside, whatever. And so in, in the 90-minute thing, that's an Edison. I learned that from Thomas Edison, right? Uh, he, he would focus on one thing. You focus on one thing, and then you focus on the next thing, and then you focus on the next thing. You don't multitask. So let, let's back up here because you, you talked about writing down your goal. Restate that for us. Well, Beijing 2022. That's all I do. In the morning, you don't have to write, you know, war and peace. Your goal, <laughs> no, just write Beijing 2022 and, and that's it. Now my day has a focus. Now it has a reason. That goal makes me work harder. Okay. I like speaking. You've heard me speak. Oh, I yeah. got to speak for you guys. Gosh, it was bunch of people in Vegas. Yeah, had the honor of introducing you. That was fun. That was a great group. I mean, have realtors are the, they're such a fun group. They're a blast. And so, but um, you, yeah, you, you focus on that one thing that you want to do. But as much fun as I have up on stage, I don't live to speak, right? That's just my job. That's okay. That fuels that. That's my vehicle that allows me to create a certain lifestyle and allows me to train, because I'm the sponsor. I don't have sponsors, you know? Yeah. And so so uh, that's my... And the luge, believe it or not, first 25 years, I white-knuckled it. I started so late, and they, they rushed me so much. I was scared to death. I hated it. Just now, well, just before uh, the Vancouver Olympics, I started liking it. And now when I came back uh, after a seven-year break, I'm mentally tougher, and I'm, 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 I'm more calm. I'm sliding better than ever. 
Now they've got me doing yoga. I said, don't lift any weights. You're too tight from sitting down writing books all the time. So they have me doing all these stretching exercises so I can have a better start. But the whole goal for the next four years is, hey, if uh, next three years is we need to gain one mile an hour before curve one. And that's because you drive fine. Your initial pull is good, but you can't even get yourself down to paddle and, and increase speed. So we get one more mile an hour before curve one. That's going to translate the whole way down. And with that new sled you just got, you got a shot. And that's all I need to hear. You got a shot. I, w- I was um, going through a lot of your speeches, some of the, the key success points that, that you have uh, that you, you deliver to your audience. They're, they're fantastic. And you talked about white knuckling the sled. And then you, ha- you had this coach that came in and said, hey, you're too tense. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that, that took me because I thought, okay, here's a guy who's been to the Olympics so many times. You're, you're essentially the master of your sport. You're better than <laughs> everybody else on this planet doing it. And, and there's a guy who walks in and goes, you're too tense. Oh yeah. No, but, but I'm not, I'm not. So I, I, I'm good enough to make that cut, but, but within the cut, right. It's kind of like the, um, uh, the NBA starts or, or the NFL, right. Every year, you know, at the beginning of the season, there's two or three teams that have, you know, they're Super Bowl quality. Everybody else are either, you know, they're not there yet, right? Or they're restructuring or whatever. They're, they're not there. So I'm one of the guys that gets to play, but I'm not in my eyes, right? I mean, when you watch me on TV, you know, layman can't tell the difference. But coach, who's a four-time world you know, three-time world champion, four-time Olympian, he can see, right? Ruben, right. you know, he's an Austrian guy. Ruben, you must relax, right? Well, for 20 years, he's telling me you must relax. And then another buddy who's a, also a, a, a great loser, he was number four, fourth place in Lillehammer. He's my my coach now, uh, Jonathan Edwards. He um, he said, I can't believe you've been doing this so long and you're still scared. I mean, what's, what's going on in your head when you're going down this, you know, sliding. And I tell him, man, as I see those walls going faster and faster, I get tighter and tighter. And by the bottom half of the track, I'm stiff like a board. I'm, I'm surprised I can even drive because I'm so scared. And he said, luge is not about speed. Okay. We're a sport that's, uh, that it's, it's, it's surrounded in an environment of speed, but you can be clocked at the fastest time. But if you crash on at the bottom of the track, you still lose a race. Luge is about who has the lowest time consistently, right? The best time. And the only way to do that, the better, best way to improve your time is to focus on what am I going to do every, on every section of every curve so I can drive the best lines, so I can have the best time consistently, right? And so f- what you need to do is you need to put on blinders, just like a horse. Put on blinders. Don't look at those walls. You focus on a spot about 30 feet in front of you and just focus on what, what you need to do. And if you do that, the fear will go away. And I trust him. And he's got, you know, he's got... Um, he, he has fruit on the trees, right? Fourth place in Lillehammer. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do that. So that night I, I visualized about a hundred runs with blinders on the next day, my next run, the fear went away, changing the focus, changed the experience. And what do most people focus on the economy, right? Well, stop listening to the economy. Stop focusing on the economy. Don't watch the news. Don't take the paper Buy your, buy your uh, competitor, uh, a, um, 
you know, a subscription to USA Today. Let them get all negative, right? You just focus on who do I need to talk to, who do I need to call in the next 10 minutes to move my business forward. And it may not be to make a sale, and most of the time it might just may be to, uh, to work on your relationship with that person, work on your trust, so that when they do need somebody, they're thinking about you, positioning yourself. When I sold copiers, I knew, you know, I, I, after about three months, I knew my numbers. Every time I knocked on a door in downtown Houston, I mean, I cold called every building in downtown Houston. I knew I made five bucks whether they bought or not. Actually, it was 20 bucks whether they bought or not. And, um, and, and so I knew. But I could only sell about one out of 20. So the other ones, I tried to, try to sell them paper if I could because that gave me an excuse to, you know, to touch, touch them several times a year and create a relationship. And then I just want to be number two with, with everybody else. So when their copier did break down or they needed something or uh, they called me. But you were, you were focused on one thing. Yeah. And that yeah. was getting that, getting that done. I, I love this. You know, you, you race the track 30 feet at a time. Mm -hmm. It is. And that's really, I, I mean, I truly believe one of the, the major fundamentals of success. I, you know, when you're involved in something, it's not, okay, what are we going to end up doing tomorrow? It's what am I going to end up doing five minutes from now? And then five minutes from then, and then five minutes from then, and then, and just yeah. on and on. It just, it simplifies what you're doing. KISS method. I love the KISS method. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's fantastic. And I, I this, this whole concept of just relax and let your brain only have in it what you need to have in it. It just, and I, I, I noticed, um, you know, one of the messages that you deliver is you stopped, you know, it, it goes down to the don't watch the news, don't read the newspaper, only have the things in your head that you need in order to do that next 30 feet. So you, you, you talked about, uh, corners, you know, each corner doing it right. And how that corner affects the next corners. What do you do if you mess up a corner? Well, if you're late, uh, most of the time, if you're late into a curve, uh, you need to steer really hard to get your sled back in line. Because if you don't, then as soon as you hit that, that, that curve, it's going to slam you with a lot more G-forces and it's going to throw your sled up, which bleeds the speed off. And okay. then it's going to come down. It's called looping. If you ever watched um, uh, Cool Runnings, yeah. there's a part where the Jamaican bobsledders crash. They're on the Kreisel. Kreisel is just a German word that means carousel. It's a big circle curve, right? Well, they entered late and they didn't correct. And you're going to see the sled it goes up and down and up and down. And then it comes too late and it crashes. And so that's that's a... And if you're, so you have to be ready. If you're going to be late, you just crank it. You know, you, so you get back, you're still going to lose time, but you're going to lose less time, right? And it's minimizing the errors that you make the whole way down. And just getting to the finish line, right? Yeah. And, it, you know, it's the only sport that's timed, the only Olympic sport that's timed to the one one thousandth of a second. Okay? Even the 100-yard dash is, is one one hundredth. Huh. And everything counts. Even your breathing counts. If I hold my breath the whole way down, which is really easy to do when you're scared half to death, you're going to be a half a second slower. Half a second. That's 500 one-thousandths of a second. That's a lot. <laughs> right? But if you exhale, just imagine. And they teach us, exhale at the entrance and exit of every curve because that'll help you stay relaxed. If you're relaxed, you're going to have faster reaction time. You're going to be faster. You'll be better. Seems like a lot of, uh, a lot of those very precise sports end up occurring through relaxation. Yeah. Is, that, is that pretty common? In yeah. And, and you always hear about biathlon where they shoot and they ski uh they're always talking about oh yes you have to control your heart you know because you're going 90 miles an hour and you're skiing and you have to slow down so you can aim right right well the luge is the same thing at the start it's a very very hard you know you're 
you're an animal at the start because you're trying to generate speed, but then you want to totally relax so that you can actually have your best lines and, and think. Amazing. So our, our audience likes to take away a couple of key concepts from the success of, of our guests. And I mean, you, you've got a lot of really good honed in things. I mean, you are, you're a lifelong student of success principles. Yeah. I mean, it's crystal clear in your, in your writings. And I, I sit here and I look at it and I go, Oh my gosh, I recognize that. Oh yeah, that's great. You know, it, it's, uh, it's so cool. I could, can, and you put in one of your books, don't just read this once, keep reading it, take notes, things like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So once in a while after a speech, uh, uh, somebody will walk up with a with a book, right? And it's all, I mean, it's all underlined and and uh, and highlighted. I think, man, I give them, I want to give them a hug, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're a student. That's awesome. You know, you're gonna go places. What what are your uh, what are your top takeaways for our listeners? Golly, you know what? I think the one, I, I, like you said, I've been a student of success all my life. When I was ten, when I was twelve years old, my dad got me to read biographies. He said, if you study the lives of great people, you'll figure out what works and what doesn't work in life. And then in, in college, I discovered personal development, right? And, well, my gosh, I've been reading those books ever since. And, and you read uh, Think and Grow Rich, and he, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill uh, will reference somebody that wrote a book 30 years before, and he references somebody else, and you just keep going back and you read them all, and you always end up the same place, Proverbs. But, <laughs> so, uh, but I would say that people, who you hang around with, you know, what you read and who you hang around with, those two things will determine where you end up. If you can read all the right books, you hang around a bunch of whiners and losers, man, they're going to take you down. Right, right. So that the whole, um, I'm, I'm sure somebody, you know, back to Proverbs wrote it before Jim Rohn said it, you know, the, oh. the average of, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I truly believe in that. I, I love that. This, and it's simple. It is. Success is simple. It's hard. I mean, it, I mean it's... <laughs> You got to do it every day. Yeah, and it's going to take everything you got. It doesn't take what you don't have. It takes everything you got every single day. And but it's but it's fun. It's a fun ride. That's awesome. Well, Ruben, thank you so much for being with us here today on, on Start with a Win. Some amazing success principles in here. Some some gold. I can't stress enough the books that you need to get. Uh, Ruben Gonzalez, How to Get where you want to be is his latest book 50 simple ways to reach your goals faster than you ever thought possible you can uh, you can find all these books amazon. on amazon yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get them from my website i don't <laughs> it will take too long so and, check, and i'll run out check them out on amazon and ruben is a uh, public speaker you'll you'll see him around on the public speaking circuit and uh, ruben again thank you so much for being on start with a win oh it's great thanks a lot Thank you so much for listening to Start With A Win. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to go on to iTunes and subscribe, write a review, or rate the show. It helps us get the word out and reach more people. You can follow Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And remember, start with a win.